Welcome to The Daily Drive. I'm your host, Ken Noor. This show is dedicated to keeping you educated, informed, and most importantly, driven to succeed. We want your feedback, so call us at 1-800-437-5121. Everyone on The Daily Drive Show team hopes that you enjoy this show. Welcome to The Daily Drive. I'm really glad that you're here today, and today we have a fantastic show lined up. We're going to get an opportunity to meet with Nathan Hirsch, and Nathan is the CEO of FreeUp. That's F-R-E-E-E-Up. That's got three E's in it. FreeUp is a freelancer platform online where you can hire freelancers, but it's got a twist, a little bit different than the other type of freelance platforms out there. But really what I'm truly interested in is talking to Nathan about who he is as a CEO and if we can learn some things about how he operates and bring those in for ourselves, steal those nuggets, if you will, of great information from another CEO that we might be able to apply to our lives and our business and our leadership style. With that, without any further ado, welcome to the show, Nathan. How are you today? Doing great, Ken. How are you? <laughs> Best day of my life, but you already knew that. So tell us a little bit about yourself and and about your business. Sure. So I started becoming an entrepreneur when I was in college. My parents were both teachers, and I always had the mentality that I would go to school get good grades, get a real job, work for 40 years, <laughs> and then retire. And when I got to college, I had had these experiences and internships and summer jobs, and I really knew that if I did graduate and get a real job, I wasn't going to be happy. So I looked at it as a, a ticking clock. I had to figure out a way to create a business while I was in college, or else I'd be miserable for a lot of my life. So when I got to college, I started hustling and trying every little thing. And I opened up a book business competing with our school bookstore. I created a little referral program. And before I knew it, I had lines out the door of people trying to sell me their books to the point where I actually got a cease and desist letter from my college to knock it off because I was stealing up so much of their business. So that was the first glimpse into me being an entrepreneur. From there, I learned about Amazon because you don't sell books for very long without learning about it. And this was 2008, 2009. So... There were no gurus. There were no courses. I really had to try it for myself. And I tried products I was familiar with, sporting equipment, outdoor products, and I failed over and over again. It wasn't until I got I found the baby product niche that my business started to take off. So if you could imagine me as a 20-year-old single college guy selling baby products out of my college dorm room, that was me. And this business took off. I was doing multi-million dollars a year out of my college dorm room. And I had to start hiring people. But who do I go to to hire? These college kids were quickly found to be unreliable. I couldn't get someone older to come work for me. I didn't know what I was doing. So I relied on the remote hiring world, the freelancer.com, the Upworks of the world to to build my teams. And that's the way I got pretty good at it. But I also wanted a faster way. I didn't want to shift through 50 different applicants to get the one I needed. 
So that's when I had the idea of building my own marketplace free up that vets people and gets people access to talent quickly. So that's kind of the long story on, uh, or the short story on how I <laughs> went from a broke college kid to starting two companies. Let's dig into your, your platform free up a little bit. What makes you different from another freelancer platform? Yeah, so what I tried to do, and I've used all the other platforms, is take what I like and change what I didn't like. So what we do is we get hundreds of applicants every week, freelancers from around the world. We vet them not only for skill, but for attitude and communication as well. We take the top 1%, we let them in, and then we make them available to our clients rapid fire whenever they need them. It's free to sign up. There's no monthly fee. There's no minimum. There's no obligation. It's in our best interest to get them people they actually like. And we have freelancers from 5 to $75 an hour, um, both U.S. and non-U.S. for over 100 skill sets. Then on the back end, I mean, I'm pretty easy to contact. My calendar is right on the website. But we also have a team of people that monitors my Skype and email 24-7. So you always get fast support. And then we added a no turnover guarantee. If freelancers quit for any reason, we cover all replacement costs and get the client a new person right away. So that's really how we're different, the pre-vetting, the speed, the customer service, and the protection. So I think there's a misconception by a lot of new entrepreneurs, guys that are getting started, that being an entrepreneur means some kind of easy success or that it's going to be easy. How many how many hours do you put in on a typical day? Yeah, I mean, it really depends. Now I'm in a great point where I can put in six, I can put in 12. And I mean, there are some weeks that I work 60 to 80, and, and then there are some weeks where I work 30 to 40. So I, I have this remote lifestyle that I can kind of adjust it. But I, I mean, people don't realize how much work I put into this. So I bootstrapped two companies. Each one started with less than $2,000. For the first year of each of those companies, I was working nonstop, seven days a week. If a client called me on a Saturday night, I was taking that phone call. So there, there's a lot of blood, sweat, and tears behind the scenes that a lot of people don't see. I absolutely agree. I think that that is a misconception. Hey, if you could talk to one person from history, who would it be? Yeah, I mean, the easy answer is someone like a Steve Jobs. He's just built something out of his garage. I, I feel like I tend to, because I'm a bootstrapper, I tend to want to meet with other people that have bootstrapped. Not that there's anything wrong with having a hand-me-down business or having lots of funding and, and doing a lot with it, but I, I like to talk to the people who built a big thing from nothing, and I think those are the kind of people that I relate with. Awesome. Who has been your greatest inspiration? So my aunt, back in the day, she, she was been an entrepreneur her whole life. Um, she ran a printing company out of her house, and she worked remote. And when I was in college and I had these internships and these jobs and I was running the Amazon business, it came, it came time for me to graduate. And while it seems like an easy decision now, it was a really tough decision. I had spent a lot of time getting good grades in college. I had spent a lot of time getting these internships, sticking with them, making a good impression. I had a few jobs lined up. And... I had to decide, hey, is, do I want to do Amazon and, and try to sell baby products or, or do I want to go and get a real job? And, and I remember talking to her outside my, my college frat house, pacing on the lawn for an hour, just hearing her out and, and getting advice and feedback. And, and I left that, that phone call and I made the tough decision to, to be an entrepreneur after college and, and turn down the other job offers. And I haven't looked back. And I think that if it wasn't for her support and, and giving me the insight of the life of an entrepreneur and helping me make that decision, I probably wouldn't be where I was today or where I am today. That's awesome. I love that you've got a your inspiration 
was a family member. Uh, that's fantastic. When we talk about book, is there a business-related book that you would recommend for an up-and-coming entrepreneur or any entrepreneur for that matter? Yeah, Start With Why from uh, Simon Sinek. And the reason why I like this book is running the Amazon business was a lot of fun. And I made a lot of money and I learned a ton. But around year five or six, I just wasn't as passionate about it. I, I didn't. It wasn't as fun as it was before. And after reading this book, I kind of realized that my passion wasn't selling baby products. Yes, it was cool to have an Amazon store, but that wasn't ever going to be something that I really cared about. I just cared about the, the business side of it. But with FreeUp, I found something that I'm really passionate about. I found my why. I, we get to help thousands of business owners around the world, and I get to help them pursue their dreams. But on the flip side, when I travel, I get to meet up with freelancers, and they show me their houses and their cars. And we paid out over $3 million to freelancers around the world last year, and we're actually making a difference. So for me, I, I've been able to find that why, whether it's speaking at conferences and helping people hire better, to helping freelancers get clients. Maybe they're really good at what they do, but they're not good salespeople. So I, I think that book really resonated with me because I realized why I needed to move on from the Amazon world and create a second company that had a foundation that I was really passionate about and find my why. That's excellent answer. Passion is something that we've done a number of shows on, and I think it's really important that an entrepreneur that's going to be successful has passion. What do you think or feel the major differences between entrepreneurs and somebody who works for somebody else? So I had this conversation yesterday. Um, my girlfriend's brother's girlfriend, she was thinking about, should I become an entrepreneur? And she does graphic design, so should I become a freelancer? Or should I go work for a company as a graphic designer? And I told her, hey, if you're an entrepreneur – you're not just focused on the graphic design. You have to focus on the marketing. You have to focus on the finances and the accounting and the sales and every other part of the business uh, besides the graphic design. So you have to figure out whether you actually want to do that. So I think a lot of people, they, they let's say they want to be a baker. Well, they think, okay, I can open up a bakery, but they don't realize that opening up a bakery has very little to do with the baking. Eventually, you hire someone to do the baking. You have to be able to do every other part of the business that a lot of people don't see. So I think that's really what the difference is. Wow, that is an uh, excellent insight. For you, for free up, how do you go about marketing your business? What's your main marketing method? So two things. One, we created a referral program. So any client you refer, you get 50 cents for every hour that we build with them forever. And this program has taken off. It was probably one of my better business ideas we paid out over $150,000 last year in referral money. We're probably going to double that this year. So that's just free marketing. That's people talking about us at conferences behind our back. It's kind of cool when, when I talk to a client and they're in Japan and they say, hey, yeah, I met with someone and they were talking about free up. So creating that referral program was huge. That's excellent. All right, I'm going to run some rapid fire questions at you. In one word, characterize your life as an entrepreneur. <laughs> uh, adjusting. I'm constantly adjusting to feedback, ideas, and everything around me. The biggest mistake you've ever made? Opening up an office. How do you prevent mistakes or do damage control? I have a, a problem-solving system where we identify what went wrong, we figure out what resources we have, we put a plan in place, we execute that plan, and then we put steps in place so that it never happens again. Beautiful. What are your hobbies? Um, playing sports, working out, hanging out with my girlfriend and my dog, and traveling. You have a dog. What's the dog's name? 
Charlie. Uh, we adopted him from a pound uh, about a year and a half ago. That's awesome. What makes you happy? When people around me are happy, I'm happy. <laughs> Whether it's clients, freelancers, partners, my girlfriend, I, I'm, I'm very much trying to make sure that I don't get to the top by myself, but I want to support everyone around me. That's awesome. Biggest sacrifice you've made to be an entrepreneur? Time. I mean, that, that's really what, it, what everyone has is, is time. All right. You don't have to answer this one short. Excluding yours, what company or business do you admire the most? Oh, man, that's a great question. I'm going to say Zappos. Actually, you know what? I'm going to say Firestone. So that's one. Of, that's where I interned way back in the day, and they taught me everything about sales and customer service that I still use today. That's awesome, Firestone. What did you do for Firestone out of curiosity? I was a sales intern. Oh, excellent. If you were conducting this interview, what question would you ask you? Would I ask me? Whew. Yeah. Um, hmm. That's a good one. I don't think I've ever been asked that before. I would say, what what are your strengths and weaknesses? So my strengths are problem solving quickly, building systems and processes, sales, and customer service. And my weakness is writing and anything to do with writing, whether it's content um, or creativity, stuff along those lines. I'm not a good long-term thinker. I'm much more short-term, um, and, and I'm a very fast mover. So if anything requires a slow and steady pace or needs to be thought out in detail over a long period of time, I'm probably not the right fit, and I usually hire someone else to do it. That's excellent. All right, so if they wanted to get a hold of you, Nathan, how would somebody get a hold of you? Yeah, so anyone that's interested in using FreeUp, if you go to freeup.com with three E's, my calendar's right at the top. If you want to meet with me, you can create a free account, mention this podcast, get a $25 credit to try us out. You can check out the Free Up blog, the Free Up YouTube channel. We have an online hiring mastermind on Facebook. Um, and me and my team look forward to working with you. That's awesome. Do you tweet anywhere? We do. Uh, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at the Real Nate Hirsch. At the Real Nate Hirsch. I like that. Hey, Nate, man, that was awesome. That was good. Thanks, Ken. I, I really appreciate you having me. Absolutely. I hope you have a fantastic day, guys. And if you've got any feedback, be sure to call us at 1-800-437-5121 and share your feedback. We'll play it on Feedback Friday. Until then, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks for listening, and thanks to our sponsor, That Company. Why should you work with That Company as your private label or reseller partner instead of those other guys? Because we get results for your clients. That's why we're the private label provider of choice for some of the biggest names in the digital industry. You just don't know it. If you want to give us feedback, call us now at 1-800-437-5121 or drop by dailydriveshow.com. Make sure you add us to your Alexa daily briefing skill. Don't forget that you can listen to us live every day on WQBQ at 7.30 a.m. The show wouldn't be possible without the Daily Drive Show team, web guru Taj Royer, executive producer Josh Cardoza, and the social media man with the plan Roy Wilson. Don't forget to tune in tomorrow.